There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode two of season one of Krypton. So this is pretty cool. I'm yeah. really liking how they're building it. And I agree completely. Yeah. Our our lead character looks mm. like he, he can eat glass sometimes. Like Yes. The way he's got that anger in that jaw. It's like, oh, I wonder if he ever worked retail. But anyway, yeah. let's talk about some ratings news, shall we? All right. Episode two brought in a... 0.30 in adults 18 to 49, with 1.076 million viewers, making it the 12th rated cable show for the day. little slip, but that's to be expected, but not big. I think that's actually really good numbers. Yes. If we keep it over a million, oh, hell yes. So, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, like, where they're going with everything, because they're throwing so much at us so fast. Right. But, yeah, we've got a whole bunch of little things going on that there's really no telling where it's going to take us with the Vexes and the Zods and... The Elves. Yeah, and Brainiac knocking on the door. It It's going to get crazy here real quick. It is. It's, it's something else. So let's jump into episode two, shall we? All right. House of L. After suffering a tragedy... Seg must adjust to a new life, a new rank, and a new threat. Yeah, this was something else, because obviously we started with his parents already dead, because right. of what happened last episode, and now we're going to jump in, and it's like, okay, it's almost to me, it's like, holy crap, you, you put this big giant thing happen right in the first episode. Yes. Where the heck are we going now? Right. So... And it's kind of weird, too, which, just weird side note, on IMDb, our lead, Seg, right. isn't even, like, the first person that pops up. Cameron, <laughs> oh, yeah? Cameron Cuff, or, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. It's C-U-F-F-E, Cuff, Cuffe. But, yeah, our primary person that she pops up is actually Sean Sipos, who plays Adam Strange. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's kind of weird. Yes. But he has been in, in well... More scenes than I expected him to be already. Right. Because we start off at the fortress, and Adam's there. He's like, oh, yeah, great. It's great. You found it. Let's do some stuff. Okay, you are a little too peppy. Obviously, you don't know the history at this point, and Seg has to tell him what's going on. And, of course, he doesn't believe what's happening either. Although he's looking at the cape, which is Kal-El's cape, which we all know was like me, like the blanket, yada, yada, blah, blah. Right. And he's looking at him like... I don't know what's going on. This isn't right. You shouldn't be here. How did you get here anyway? So he tells him about the Zeta Beam, which, again, we have Mr. Adam Strange. kind of like, cool name, right? It's so awesome. Da-da. You know what? Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Like, 
he's got a lot of shit that happened right now. And right, throw yeah. throw a whole lot more at him. Let him wrap his mind around everything. Yes. I don't know. How did you feel with the interactions at the fortress between Seg and Strange? I agree with you. Strange was pushing way too hard without really knowing and even caring about what Seg just went through. He even tells him, you got to get your mind wrapped around this now because Brainiac's coming. And that's not what Seg's dealing with. The loss of his parents, Azad was the one who killed them, and what's he got to do? What's he going to do about being a Vex? I mean, he's got a whole bunch on his plate right now. Right. Besides thinking about revenge. Plus, he doesn't know if this guy is Looney Tunes, basically. Exactly. Although, okay, how's he getting here? How's he popping up? And he does kind of say that. Well, Adam, I should say. How did I get to this fortress then? How am I here? And Seg doesn't seem to want to deal with it. And again, I don't blame him because of everything that's happened. And he's like ready to leave. He's like, I got other stuff to do. And Strange is like, okay, can I just get a ride back to the city? Why? (laughs) If you're popping up on a beam. Now I get it. He explains the beam and how it's painful and it's not always right. I get that. Right. But I mean, if you want him to know that you're this super... Awesome big deal back on Earth. Maybe you don't need a ride. Yeah. But that's me. (laughs) So, I don't know. Right now, he's coming off kind of, in the beginning of this episode, kind of like jerky. So, like, I want to punch him in the face. (laughs) And so I can see Seg just being mad and, like, giving him, like, an evil stare the whole time. Right. Which he got for 90% of the episode. I don't blame him at all. No. So next we see Seg walking through the city alleyways where he's stopped by the Kandorian police. And they rough him up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. So they know that he's about to be... A vex, yeah. Yeah, brought up, whatever. So why are they still being this way? Is it just because he was rankless? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of the ranked people in Krypton that once... Seg got stripped. He's trash to them. He was a regardless. Kid, yes, I know. Gosh, jerk. Yes, they are. It's like the super elite is what I- I'm thinking, and it's like everything right. else is crap. Yeah, and we even hear well because of what happens later on with the military guild, you see that attitude coming from them as well. That's true. So yeah, this is a very class based society, yeah. and if you're not. You're trash. So, of course, they take him up to the Vex, and Nyssa shows up, who tells him they're going to see her father, but he needs to be cleaned up first. Now, this is kind of interesting, too, because it seems like the military guild is below, are they the lawmakers? Because Nyssa's part of that family? Because she's like, you're dismissed, and man, they took off quick. Right. So they're below them, at least, from right. what I'm seeing. Right. Okay. I, I believe you're right, because just of the connection between the Vexes and the Holy Ruler. Yeah, which that's creepy, too, but we'll talk about that later. Right. So, of course, they show up in Daron's chambers, and, of course, he breaks into a lecture about Rao's past and how it came to be the only god Kryptonians worshipped. So they do finally explain the math. Right. 
Again, while but, Seg looks like he's chewing a glass. Yeah. <laughs> Very strong jaw, my boy. Very strong. Yes. <laughs> and Daron reveals that Se- to Seg that his induction ceremony into the House of Vex is the next night and warns him not to be late. Do they have clocks anywhere? I mean, he's just like, it's tomorrow night. Nobody knows what time, but... Right, didn't give him a timer or anything. You just better be there. <laughs> uh, let's go to the military guild, because this was really interesting, and we did actually get more information than I sus- expected to get. Right, because Lita walks into her company quarters to find her fellow soldiers getting ready to take on Black Zero. Which we still don't know who the heck Black Zero is. No, we have... No idea if they're organized, if it's one person or or what. I feel now, like course, it's like the boogeyman. You know, it's like nobody yeah. knows, and everybody <laughs> yes. uses it to scare somebody else. Right. Now we did have Seg's mom mention them that part of the resistance is all we know so far. Right. But so of course she doesn't agree with this, so she goes to um, Dev M, her betrothed. In an attempt to persuade him to stop the mission, but he does not budge. And this is where I was saying it was interesting, because when she walks in, you hear her commander's like, yeah, it'll blow out the chest cavity. What? That, they're, you know, talking about their new blasters. Right. And then when we see Dev M, he's taking off his shirt. Well, I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you know, the chest has to be shown every so often on somebody. Kind of like the button happy. But <laughs> but you see the scars on his back, and he's talking about how his family died. Right. Or we, well, we assume that he kind of vaguely stated something along those lines. Right. And then even when Lita goes to talk to her mom, because she's Primus? Yes. I'm like trying to remember her title. It was the same thing. It's like, why are you defending them? It's like, okay, first of all, do you not know what just happened? You know, the supreme religious leader was saved by one of them. Right. So why are you so, let's go kill them all? Because I completely agree with Lita here. How are you going to win their trust? And how do you expect them to support us? If you go in and kill everybody. Exactly. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it's not a very good police operation. It's a military operation. Just go in and wipe everybody out and hope you get the right ones. Yeah, well, that doesn't work because that is only going to create more dissent. So Lita is the one here who has, I don't know if it's just so much the common sense that... Oh, absolutely. Or if it's because she did fall in love with Seg, or it's kind of everything. Like, she is not so singularly focused on, we need Black Zero, and I'm putting that kind of in air quotes because we don't know what that is. And I kind of feel like she can see that too. And so I'm liking Lita more and more that she is not just... I am this person, I am in this spot, this is what I do, and I am not going to speak out. Right, yeah, she's not her mother. Or any of these other ones so far. Right, or any of the others in the military. Now, of course, she goes to talk to SAG, and she's very uh, remorseful about what happened about his parents. This was a little hard. Yes, it was. And SAG knows that it wasn't her fault. But he's not sure how he feels about it because it was her mother. And we talked about that last episode that we had. Right. We can see that and that driving a wedge between them. Yes. But even when he says, like, we knew there was no way this was going to work for us. I was like, oh. Yeah. 
That's like salt in the wound. That that was painful to hear because and it's weird because we barely know that they have any kind of relationship. But that was hard the way he said it because you knew he's like he's pushing her away because as of right now he's pissed and wants revenge and he doesn't want her connected to him. Right. But it's like oh, <laughs> okay. sci-fi is killing me today. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just turning that knife in my back and oh. Now, she does say that they need to be true to themselves, and it doesn't sink in yet to Sag, of course, because he's still got revenge on his mind, but I think it's a little foreboding for later on in the episode. I almost feel like that was her saying that she would have been willing to become rankless for him. Oh, that's very possible. Very, very possible that she would be willing to give it all up for him as well. I think that would have been the only way to, quote-unquote, make it work. Right. Of course, Seg goes to speak with Daron about giving his parents a traditional funeral, and Daron forbids it because they are terrorists, and that's just not allowed. And then he goes on to speak about Val-El and his mission, and that at one time... The Vexes and the Elves were very, very close. Let's try to butter him up a little. But there was also something on Daron's side, and I was like, did he let that slip on purpose? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Uh Uh-huh. All right, so I'm sure everybody knows at this point what I'm talking about, when he's like, oh, yeah, he said that there was some life form consuming other planets. It's like, "Er, what? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, pump those brakes a bit. You need to go back to that. So who's playing who here? Because then, like you were saying, Seg's like, oh, why don't I continue my grandfather's work in the science guild? Because he did good stuff for Gandor. Yeah, before this. You know, so, before yeah. this reporting of... Weirdness. Other weird worlds and such. So that- who's playing who here? <laughs> it's a little bit of both of them play- trying to play each other. I don't know. I think Seg is really too green. Oh, absolutely. But I also, based on what we see later, don't think Daron is the one that's actually driving the driving this car anywhere. No. <laughs> absolutely not. So, of course, we go to Kim's bar where Strange is trying to get some drinks. Yeah, I love it. That could kill you. You don't even know what they're drinking. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's something to quench my thirst. That could be battery acid on their planet. You don't know. (laughs) Exactly. At least he's wearing, I guess, local clothes. But he's still wearing that damn hat. Because (laughs) nobody notices how weird this hat is. Right. I don't know. So Seg shows up and Kim pulls him aside, expressing concerns about whether Strange is... Strange or not. (laughs) (laughs) Answer is yes. Yes, he is. is. (laughs) But Seg does finally convince Kim that Strange is the real deal, and they go back to speak with him. And Seg reveals that Daron let him join the Science Guild. And sure enough, he's got a tablet that has all the data on it from the Science Guild and hands it to Strange and says, Find evidence of Brainiacs. Assault, or this is all over. Yeah, you, got you two have hours. two hours. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, but he's strange. Is looking at the tablet. Oh, I like Candy Crush as next as much as the next guy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we know you can't read 
I almost said Klingon. Kryptonian. (laughs) And why are you trying then? Or shouldn't you have learned all this somehow before you went back in time? And like, I feel like that would have been useful. You would think it would have been very useful to be able to read uh, Kryptonian. But it gives us a good reason to pair up um, Strange and Kim. And I'm loving them together. Oh, yeah. I This, uh, what's it? Rasmus Hardiker? Yeah. That's Kim. He's like the skinny, nerdy guy that everybody needs <laughs> to have as a friend. He's great. I, I do like him. Yes. Now, the question is, two hours, is that enough time to search through, who knows, what, two decades worth of... Yeah, um, or centuries or whatever, you know, it's like, wow, that's cutting it fairly close there, Seg, but I guess he's already got plans in his head of what he's going to do, and it's going to happen very soon. Right, no pressure. No pressure. (laughs) So we're back to the military guild, where... Lita walks back in and challenges her squad leader to a Kandorian duel for control over the division. And this, again, thought was interesting because he's like, you made me look like a fool. How did she make you look like a fool? Because she went to talk to, now granted, it's both her mother and the head of the military division. Right. She's talking to her and she's not like, this guy's a total jackass. He's trying to go to No. She just wouldn't ask questions about the mission. Right. She was questioning the mission, not her superior. She was questioning her mother <laughs> right. about it. So it just feels like this guy was going to have an attitude no matter what and probably has oh, for quite a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's definitely a jerk with a capital J. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Dev tries to convince her otherwise and then her mom shows up and says what the hell are you doing (laughs) well because at this point i'm like okay they're gonna fight she's gonna be like beat down and like court-martialed or something no yeah this is to the death yeah i was like oh yeah (laughs) oh crap it's a little different i can understand her mom being worried yes but lita goes off on her about, you never thought I was going to make a good warrior, and never have, and never will, and you go, damn. Right. It's like, um, there's always the, I'm going to shelter, protect my child a little bit, but this is a whole nother level. Yes. Like, apparently, it wasn't just, you're not going to be good, but you have to do this because it's our family name, but uh, you're going to suck at it. Yeah. And she really didn't hide that. So that's surprising. Yes, it really is. It really, really was. But it was acted so well between the two actresses. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right now, they're, they've got, they're stealing the scenes in the first two episodes. And <laughs> let me tell you, like, that woman who's playing Jaina and yeah. Bomo does not look like she should be Lita's mom. No. <laughs> like, maybe her sister. Yeah, an older sister. Yeah, at at most. But it's like, God, that woman does not look like she should be old enough to be a parent. And obviously we know how they, you know, they they cast people. They may not be that much different age-wise, but, ah, just wow. (laughs) That's all I would say, wow. Right. (laughs) They're both gorgeous, too. And, like, super strong looking, just the way they just have the power kind of coming off them. Right. 
and it's hard to explain, but it's just like, yes. No, they, yes. Strong, strong women. women. I love them. Yes, absolutely. Very strong women. And I tip my hat. Yes. Okay. But now that, now that I'm done with my little girl crush for today. So Nissa is able to track down Sag and she's got something for him. My His mouth parents dropped. ashes. Yes. Because it had the house sigil. Yes. And I was like, wait a second. That's supposed to be banned. Right. And so, again, I'm like, I, I don't know how to feel right now. I'm sorry. Things are just happening too conveniently as far as Nissa is concerned. So it's she is up to no good. Okay. Now, I'm right there with you. But I'm like, is she, is she doing this? Is that really even his parents' ashes? Right. Who knows? She's got the sigil on there. Um, what does that mean? How is she not in trouble for it? How did that even get made? Right. And it's like, all right, is she doing this so she can gain his trust? Is she doing it? Yes. So she feels bad. Like there's so many things that I was questioning all in like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in like 20 second time period. Yes. And you don't know what her motivations are at this point in the episode. No. You just go, what are you up to woman? <laughs> Yeah, big question. As mark. strong as the Zods are, the Vexes are just little slimy snakes. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. Like, she can be super sneaky is how I'm feeling, but strong in her own right, especially being yes. the youngest and probably wouldn't have had anything. She probably has had to fight and backstab and everything else. But I'm like, I want to believe that she's doing something nice, but my gut is saying... No. Right. But this does stop Seg because Seg was all ticked off that Strange hadn't found anything yet on Brainiac. And he was like, all right, that's it. Two hours. I'm going to go. My revenge is on. I got a knife. I'm going to cut this man. Yeah. And then this happens and it stops him. Yes. And he goes back to the his parents' house. And of course, it's trashed. Now, I'm assuming and- that was still the guards trying to find something on Black Zero. Oh, Absolutely. And he's ready to carry out his plan until there's a knock on the door. And it's a mother and daughter that wanted to express their thanks for all the help his parents had given them. As she would, when she would work at night, they would watch her daughter and not for no charge. And it was like that seemed to hit Seg real hard. And the little girl had like a, a rock with the house sigil in it. Yes. And I'm like, and gave it to him. And knowing that it's outlawed, I'm guessing everybody who's down there knows that basically the L sigil has been outlawed. So the fact that they're doing that too, it's like, oh man. He thanks them and closes the door and he kind of sits there and like starts tearing up again. And I'm like, this is so sad because watching this, I don't think it, and honestly, this is how I feel just most family members just in in the world you don't know right. how much somebody else in your family means to anyone else right until they pass and you actually talk end up having to talk to people about them right so it like i said real world i i believe it's the same way and yes. so i think you were right that that's what kind of brings seg's like anger down some so he can maybe right. think a little more clearly right between being true to ourselves and this 
encounter, he starts thinking real hard about what it is to be an L. Yes. And would that have happened before? Would what he is planning on doing, would that honor the the family? And no, it wouldn't. Right. Knowing that your house, your line will end right here then. Right. So I, I think that was really good that, so Nissa in this case did something good, not just for her family, but to make him stop and think. And it puts him in a place where he has to actually like, all right, let me just bring it down a couple notches and, and think about all right. this. Right. Now, of course, back at Kim's bar, Kim notices an anomaly in the data on the tablet and points it out to Strange. What was it? An asteroid uh, shower? And right. that just doesn't happen. And of course, Strange immediately jumps on that. That's got to be something important. So they agree that they need to go check it out. Yeah. This may not be easy, though. No. So we cut to the military guild and we see the beginning of the battle between Lita and Quicks. And it's not looking good for Lita. No. In the beginning of this fight Man, at all. She was getting her ass handed to her. But she kept getting up and coming back for more. But you have to say, too, before the fight, her betrothed decided to talk right. to her. And I think yes. this is what made the difference for her, too. He's He told Absolutely. her, be the person I know you are, be the warrior I see. It's like, oh. Yes. So he does believe in her, even though he always has this, like, kind of deadpan expression. Right. I mean, you seriously don't know what he's thinking. No, you so, don't. <laughs> I think this made the difference because she was just getting a beat down. Right. And, of course, we cut away from that. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> At least finish that. No, we don't get that. Nope, nope. So Seg returns to the fortress and notices some glyphs on a stand in the middle of the room. He brushes the snow off of it and realizes that get access to everything it's going to take some blood so he cuts his hand and drips it onto the machine and everything powers up and this is what we were talking about at the end of the last episode because right. it, it showed this it, and i still don't understand why we don't just do a little cut no we're going to slash our hand it's like did you just cut tendons in there what the hell yeah. <laughs> like that was a serious slash and then suddenly yeah the house sigil like Absorbs all the blood and, oh, hey, wait a second. Grandpa! Yeah, and he goes to hug him and I'm like, all right, seriously? (laughs) Although maybe he's thinking it was something like strange, like that he was almost in a different dimension or something and pops up and he goes through it. And and I kind of felt bad for him here because Val's like, yeah, I'm just a projection. Right. Even though I have all his memories and all his knowledge. And I knew you'd find this, and this is why I did all this for you. But, I mean, you just see him like, really, kid? I thought you are smarter than that. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. <laughs> But, you know, he, he tries to tell him, okay, well, our family has done so much good. And he's like, but this will take way too much time. Right. It'll take a millennia to catch you up on all the history. And we apparently have more important things to deal with. Yeah. And it's like, all right, all right, so we got something going here. We're jumping ahead. Got it. I'm good with this. And then we get to see Kim and Strange playing Let's Make a Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't understand because obviously 
the hat is a big deal. Yes. Not just for Strange, but but for everybody who sees this damn thing. Yes. They, you don't see anybody wearing a hat. So of course it's a big deal. And of course, at first it had took his watch. At least it wasn't an antique. Yeah. Can you imagine if it was like a swatch? Yes. But of course, (laughs) the tiger's hat seals the deal. And so they are off to check out this area on the planet. Yeah. Like, I don't remember where they said it was exactly. Just right. Like Out in the Badlands yeah. or something. <laughs> so we go back to the fortress. And, of course, Seg wants to know all the information he knows about Brainiac. And then we get an explanation that Val-El discovered a dimension that exists outside of the space-time continuum. Oh, yes. The Phantom Zone, <laughs> which we've learned in... Okay, now now I'm going to confuse myself. I was going to say in our early movies, which is our past, their future, but whatever. Right. But it it was like a jail. Right. That's what was confusing because he does say he was able to move through it, and that's how he's able to find out about Brainiac. Right. So how did that happen? I mean, does it (laughs) change? Maybe because it was kind of weird, too, because he says, I found out about him, and doesn't he... Please correct me if I'm wrong, because doesn't he say that Brainiac noticed him then, and he had to get out, and he managed to escape the Escape it, right. So it's like, wait a second. So if he escaped it, was Brainiac actually not out in the real world, but somehow in this extra dimension, and he may have let him out somehow because he found the Phantom Zone? It's very possible. Like, I just confused the heck out of myself just now. (laughs) Well, yeah, but... He also said that, yeah, he saw that Brainiac was basically consuming planets left and right. So if he's doing that, then he wasn't in jail in the Phantom Zone. Okay. So maybe somehow they changed the Phantom Zone in the future. Right. In Kandorian future. Oh, God, I'm going to stop now. <laughs> but Seg also but- says, like, hey, we need to finish everything, right? We need to do this. And Val's like, yeah, but you got to do something about this Vex thing. Yeah. Oh, and and how can a projection have that just completely distasteful look on their face? Yeah. It's like, mm, you need to do something about that. Yeah. I, I was surprised. Yes, but very well done. Yes, yes I love it. <laughs> we go back to the military guild to finish up the duel, and even after getting thrown against the wall several times, and thrown onto the floor. She jumps back up. Oh, she did this awesome move. Yeah, to kick an A. She was like Spider Monkey. Yes. Uh, Well, actually, the move that she did was something I have seen Agent May on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. do. Oh, really? Where she ends up, yes, where she ends up with her legs around the guy's neck. It was impressive. Holy crap, yes. But she manages to get behind him and grab his arm and just snap that puppy in half. Well, when she has his neck and he begs for mercy, I wasn't sure if she was going to stop. And I thought if she did, they were going to say that she was unfit for duty. Yeah. And if she didn't, that it was almost the same thing. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, what's she going to do? Well... Apparently, they don't beg for mercy. You never know. 
No. So we had just snapped his neck. I, and seriously, that happened. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> and then she tells everybody, we don't ask for mercy. And I was like, holy crap. Because then they cut to her mom and the look on her mom's face. And it's funny because Jason and I were watching this together. And he goes, dang, look at her mom's face. Yeah. It's that moment where she's like proud that her daughter did this and sad that she did this at the same time because we were discussing it and we're like, okay, do you think that yes, because of their name, they had to be part of the military guild? And you know, he's, he's telling me, yeah, he thinks that's what it is. But right. her mom had just enough hope that maybe she wouldn't be so completely like heartless and involved. Right. But I don't, not a complete warrior. Like, and that's what. Lee Dead told her that that's how she felt was that her mother didn't think she was a true warrior. But I don't, I kind of feel like she didn't want her to take that last step. Right. Because maybe she felt like there's no coming back. Very true. That's what we, we gathered from it when we were watching that together. But I was just like, it was impressive is all I got to say. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, very impressive. that, that, That woman got up after a lot of hits. Yeah. I don't think I'd have been standing. No. <laughs> so Seg goes to confront Darren Vex about joining his house. Yes. This was this was something else too. Wasn't expecting it at all. No. In which he states that he would rather die than join the House of Vex. But he still wants to work for the Science Guild, and out of nowhere the voice of Rao appears and agrees with Seg. And I had a big question mark over my eyes right here. It's like, what? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> what the? What? How does this guy keep appearing? And everyone's like, oh, I didn't see you there. He's wearing a giant gold and white, like, outfit. Multi-faced mask. And, and that giant outfit. Is he really walking that quiet? <laughs> <I'm just laughs> Not wondering. likely. Yeah, but when he's like, yeah, I'll allow it. What? And, and you see Vex just... Almost explode, but he goes, he, he goes, Oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> right. And then when the, the voice says, Oh, you'll be ranked member of the science guild. It's like, okay. And even when they dismiss Seg, cause Seg looks surprised. Yes. Like, oh, oh, okay. And Rao goes to talk to Darren and says, and I don't have the exact thing, but like you were hoping to control him, but that wasn't going to happen, but this will achieve your goals right what yeah (laughs) so we've got all kinds of people that think they know what's going to happen and have their own little plans and apparently they aren't talking to each other yeah everybody's got plans and schemes and who knows what's going to happen yes so we cut to kim and strange who are out in a winter storm Oh, yeah. They have to keep talking to each other and taking off the the little face thing. It's like, you can talk through that, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to uh, find something, and Kim is ready to call it quits. Let's get out of here. Let's go home. Oh, yeah. This is great. Sure enough, Strange notices a rock. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because he's like, wait, there's something here. And Kim's like, yes, we call them rock. I was like, oh, my God, I love this snark. Yes, but no, it's more than a rock. Find skid marks on the planet's surface, and they turn to look 
follow the marks, and sure enough, they find... Something. Something, yeah. Because they don't show us anything yet. No. Go back to the Vexes, and Daron is just venting and going bonkers. And we find out who the real brains behind the Vex operation is as Nissa tells her father to remain patient because Seg trusts her now. And you go, hmm. Right. Because when he he's like, oh, yeah, nice touch having the sigil on the ashes. And then he's yeah. like, yes, he trusts me. It's like, what? What are you guys doing and why? Yes. Absolutely. Not digging it. No. And I'm beginning to think that maybe they're in cahoots with Brainiac. Well, that's what I'm wondering, which we'll get to my tinfoil hat theory before the end here. Okay. Go ahead and finish. We go back to the military guild and Jaina makes Lita the commander of the fourth squadron of Sagittari. And it's only going to get harder from here. Right. Because it's been so easy so far. Yeah, exactly. And Lita's like, bring it on. I don't blame her. She's got a whole lot more guts than her mom gave her credit for. So. Yeah. And she probably stopped the raid on the people down below. So. Or at least she'll stop the death. Like, right. So we at least got that. Yes. Hopefully she will make a more intelligent decision on how to go about fleshing out Black Zero. Here's the hoping. Yes. Of course, Kim and Strange return with something. (laughs) Part of Brainiac's forward scouts. And Strange explains that Brainiac sends the scouts out to explore the planets. And since this piece was already there, well, Brainiac's not coming. He's here. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, that's how it ends. <laughs> so here, let me, let me put on my tinfoil hat. Oh, let's do okay. it. Okay. Since normally whatever they found, per Strange, is an advanced scouting mission. But it looks like it's been there for a while. We don't know exactly how long a while could be. But we know oh, whatever true. happened in the future was causing Superman to basically disappear. Right. And we had never heard about how the voice of Rao came to be and everything kind of changed because from what we heard in previous Superman lore of like trying to, right. It was always a council. So maybe the voice of Rao is in fact Brainiac. And that's why he's hiding behind the mask and everything else. And maybe that's why they can't actually hear him walk around. Maybe he is kind of floating. Hmm. Interesting. And that's why he's like, going ahead and allowing Seg to make these moves and letting Daron think that he's in charge and making these other moves when, in fact, he's the one moving all the pieces around on the chessboard. Right. And let me take off the hat, and that's my tinfoil hat theory. <laughs> Very nice, Sean. Plus, that freaking voice of Rao thing is creepy as hell with all yeah. the pieces and then the way like he holds himself, like he holds his hands together in the front or behind him so it looks like he's coming or going like, you don't know. Like he's walking right. backwards. Yeah. Just creepy. <laughs> yeah. So what do you uh, guys totally think? Agree. That's that's the more important people. What what does everybody else think? And is my tinfoil hat theory too far out there? If if so, agree, disagree, whatever. 
You can even write in the letter tinfoil hat. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear if anybody thinks that this is even a plausible idea. Because I feel like it's way out there. But that is right. honestly the first thing I thought when Strange does that. Yeah. So don't forget to tweet with us. I know we unfortunately were both working this last week, so it didn't work out so well. But Steve and I will be back on to tweet Krypton and our normal sci-fi shows because they're going to be changing yes. over. We're about to change to another episode or another show very soon. Yes. Um, don't forget to check out and the website and shoot us on Facebook messages, whatever. Check everything out. Shoot us a message wherever you find us so we can answer you. And then if you send us anything, especially about the tinfoil hat theory, I'll send you something out of our prize pack. We got, I have a huge bag of stuff I want to give people. I don't know why people don't want my stuff. <laughs> I want to give things away. But shoot us a message. You might have to take some pictures and put them up on the uh, website so people know what they could could win. And then we're going to be going to cons again, so we're going to get more stuff. So Right. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes as well and every other platform you're finding us on. Because, of course, good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast and Krypton. Two episodes in, I already got my husband hooked. Who did you get hooked? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And all of that being said and done, this was episode two of Krypton. I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. When we're done putting the foot to the alien's backside, I will help you murk this son of a myself. And until next time. <laughs>